Yo, light is crazy shit, yo. Light is crazy shit. Peace, everybody. It's a life a lot, you know, hood health. Um, and today I got you somebody, you know, who I'm sure you're going to enjoy. You know, um, I've been in contact with other for a few years now. You know, time be passing bad fast, right? You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's crazy. Um, and you know, I'm just gonna, I'm, you know, it's my, it's my man, my brother, the guy Rasasan, and I'm just gonna start off. By strictly, I'm gonna read uh, the little bio um, from uh, your heal the heal thy hustle website. All right, okay. So just kind of give, give people uh, uh, just a a, a little uh, space to come in on the conversation. All right, Rasasan right. is an entrepreneur by trade, beginning his formal study of the science of business development at 14 years old. A graduate of Morehouse College, Ross received a Bachelor of Arts in Sociology. However, the college diet and lifestyle led Ross on a journey of healing his own body and soon found passion for herbal medicine and exercise science. In 2018, Ross was certified in the foundations of Unani, Greco-Islamic medicine from the Ibn Sina Institute. That same year, Ross also obtained his certification, his certification of personal training from the American Council on Exercise. Ross has taught virtual and live classes to men and women of all ages about the power and usage of herbs. And this book serves as a culmination of Ross's entrepreneurial success. Um, he's including 30 under 30 founder um, and medical passion, all right? So you, you you know we only bring people up here who are gonna give you that really real who's gonna tell you how it is, you know, who you ain't gonna have to use, you know, uh a big locked up medical dictionary that's locked up and you know Word. the recesses of Yale University to understand stuff. <laughs> you know, real people, you know, just like the average person is is getting, you know, is off balance, is getting sick and they need to have real concrete solid solutions. That that changed their reality, and um, Ross gets it. That's why I have him on the show. Yo, thank you for you know, like I said, thank you for um, taking your time to come on the show and speak to us a little bit. Peace, God. Peace to the audience. This is uh, this this is major for me right now. This is like a, a checkpoint because, as you just mentioned, like even before we actually came in contact, speaking with each other, I knew about your work. I was familiar with your work. Shout out to knowledge itself the science itself volume one through three um as well as the hood health handbook which is is one of my favorite books and i definitely cited the work inside of heal thy hustle so this is this is major for me right now to be on the line talking to you on the hood health podcast so i'm just excited to be here man and and you know thankful to be able to engage your audience you know what's crazy is that and 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 this gets into part of traditional um uh healing practices or or traditions of original people worldwide which is as you stated you know you're familiar with our work with um the hood health handbook you cited it in your book but this is also part of like just like anything a lineage right mm -hmm. we were we were inspired by dick gregory right mm. Mm -hmm. And Dick wrote the foreword to our book. And then Dick Gregory himself was inspired by a woman named um, Alvina Fulton, um, who um, black woman, Chicago, who opened the first health and food um, vegetable vegetarian cafe um, south side of Chicago in like okay. 1957, 1958. Wow. Um, so like this is all oral history oral lineages also written lineages now you right. know um and this gets back to what um i tell people in terms of when you the the 
the um the environment right now is very very um for lack of a better term um these platforms is very bloated right it's hard to really hone in on who is the person i need to listen to who is the person with these expertise that i'm looking for and i always tell people you got to look for stuff like this you got to look for lineages you got to look was who got the co-sign from the elders who got the co-sign from the people who are truly healers in the community and uh, that you're tapping into your own tradition and then unconsciously we we just end up doing that <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like, i didn't i didn't think about it i was just like yo did gregory he inspired me boo 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 but then when he literally tells us he's like thank you you're carrying on you know the work that i said i was like oh duh like in my head i'm like yeah that's what we're doing <laughs> you know so right so i was excited when i when you know when um I caught wind of your book, your, your other work also in general. Um, but give, give us a little insight, you know, in terms of just, a, you know, from your own, um, a little bit more flesh in terms of your um, your own background and how you ended up in this spot, you know? Okay. Um, sure, sure. So you, you briefly touched on it, really just, I, I can like, if I had to pinpoint it to like a particular situation, to one situation, right? Because of course, my whole life, kind of led me to this path but you kind of touched on my experience as a college student man and Mm -hmm. we talk about and many people know about the freshman 15 or folks gaining that weight in college or just the broke college student who's eating pizza for seven days a week and you know staying up late drinking alcohol and doing all types of stuff right but what does that ultimately do to one's body over time and so that's pretty much that four or five years that I was in college living that lifestyle, that's pretty much how, you know, my digestive system, my gastrointestinal tract, you know what I'm saying? My stomach got all messed up and I had Mm -hmm. to essentially uh, heal myself. So on that process of healing myself and just also shout out to the, the, the phrase knowledge of self that has so many different applications. And I think that that was also Mm. a part of my healing journey is you know, I met the gods in college when I was at Morehouse. I had a chance to run across a brother culture um, mm-hmm. out of Divine Sea. And I also. The Wait, gods stop. Pre- yeah. Oh, really? You know, God, I never do that with the connection. Okay. I know that God. Okay. And I know, um, and, and shout out to the God of Supreme Understanding. He gave me my my Supreme Math, my Supreme Mathematics, right? So, please, please. And, and, and my Supreme Alphabet. So I. I was around and just the not the, the the phrase knowledge itself was was important for the historical element and then being in college and seeing like man that knowledge itself on a very physical level right where my organs at how does my body work and not just you know like that shotgun knowledge itself but everybody's body is different so how is right. my particular body reacting where some people can eat all the cheese and bacon and milk they want to but that's not how my body works. So I had to figure out right. what works for me, um, what to gravitate towards, what to stay away from. And then, you know, through that trial and error, it definitely took, definitely took some time to get there. So that was, that's pretty much the journey. Um, and also I want to say I was like, I, I kind of touched on this in the book. I was living in, um, I was living in New Orleans at the time and I um, actually got, I had essentially, right, so I was on my way to Atlanta and ended up getting pulled over by the police, right, in mm-hmm. in Alabama. Long story short, Damn. I okay. end up, right, <laughs> I end up oh having a, um, getting basically put, I don't necessarily say probation, I forgot the actual legal term on it, but I had to do drug tests for the next six months, right? So I couldn't mm-hmm. smoke no weed, no marijuana, no nothing, no cannabis, none of that, right? And I, at the mm-hmm. time, I, I'm not even a drinker like that, so I don't even really like to drink. So after work, I had to figure out what is going to be my wind down for the day and maintain my freedom at the same time, right? So that's when I got into right. just exercise as a treat at the end of the day. And then I really got into it once I started adding more healthy foods to it. And I could really tell a difference in my body. And as many people talk about, once you get into that workout, um, you get addicted to it because you start to see those results and you want to go to the gym more and you want to, you know, just 
engage more, dive in more. So that was also a part of it too, in terms of just the um the inability to engage in those vices. I had to, right. you know, find something else that was working for me. And then of course, right, it pushed me, propelled me along this path. So yeah. That's 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 incredible and great to hear. Um it's not usually or at least in terms of my trials, it's not usually put in that kind of uh, um, framework and language, which is great to hear. Like utilize, like yo, exercise is a treat. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying? people yep. think of, people think of exercise as punishing the body versus um, actually exploring exactly what your body is capable of doing. Right, and that's and that's you another know. piece too of the of the knowledge itself piece, man. Once I really got into bodybuilding, and you have to stretch and contract certain muscle groups in order for those muscles to grow. And it's just, it's a motor skill, just like um, you mm-hmm. know, the fine-tuned motor skills. Like if you're not familiar with how your body works and how to pull your lats down and how to engage your core, that's also a knowledge of self exercise that I actually, you know, really appreciate it, really enjoyed it. Just learning how my body works and being in tune with it. Right, right, right. And, and, and it's, it's funny you mentioned that cause that's a, a, you know, also kind of like a, uh, that leads me to so many different, you know, people ask me, like, how do you get in, involved in this or how do you get interested in that? It literally is just me being curious. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like, I need to know this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, yep. and, then, and then I start to frame things in a different context sometime, which is like, you know, like, how, why do I know how to jumpstart a car, but I don't know CPR? Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You That's know, know know more about you know this thing right here than my own personal history than my yeah. own history yep. you yep. know and, yep. you know and to double back on what you were saying in terms of um having that restriction by the law it's interesting and great that you you were able to process and have that choice because i um i tell people now connecticut historically um has been one of the um larger well, number one states in terms of usage of um, of angel dust of PCP. Mm. All right, but this is the vi- This is the problem um, in terms of uh, the whole thing, which is the same way that you'll get um, you'll get on probation and you're restricted from utilizing, you know, marijuana. That same mm-hmm. thing happens up there. But guess what? For the longest time, they weren't screening for PCP. So mm. what happens is is that brothers would get out of jail and they would they they didn't process it like you did and they, they their way was to go to another vice that wasn't going to be screened mm. and therefore end up with this heavy addiction on PCP or angel dust. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So like it's it, it it's great to hear that in terms of you know letting people know that there's another way. Right. You know right. Way to 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 reward yourself that's and that really goes into it as you talk about the lineage right well i knew Mm -hmm. who matulu shakur was or who he is rather uh i know who he is but i didn't really understand his impact as a healer as a doctor and just how you talked about people being on these hard drugs and needing an alternative outside of another hard drug I didn't realize exactly the work that him and his team were doing at the Lincoln Detox Center in the Bronx in the 70s, getting people off of heroin and methadone with acupressure and acupuncture. You know what I mean? Right. And that that really just blew my mind. Like, wow, I knew he was Tupac's dad. I know about Moprim Shakur. I know about Afini Shakur, but I didn't really understand exactly what they were doing with that detox center. So as far as I'm developing my just really my healing ability and my knowledge and just, you know, the things that I'm able to do and share with people. I'm really interested in acupuncture and acupressure, man, because that, that whole story just inspired me because anybody who knows, knows that heroin is one of those, the most addictive drugs to get off of because of how it affects your endorphins and your ability to process just pain overall. So, right. Yeah, man, I'm I'm definitely, you know, I'm I'm really interested in that. And like you say, just showing people that there's a different route to do it and also that the acupressure techniques that you can use on yourself, whether that be to, you know, alleviate anxiety or if that's to stop a cough, 
or you know right. whatever the, whatever it is our bodies are so magnificent and like you say just the curiosity of how bodies work and traditional medicine and the energy flow and us being electromagnetic but also having so much water and you know right. like the, the mind and you know quantum theory like when you put it all together it's really just like man human bodies are amazing <laughs> right 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 and that's and that's one of the driving things that i also um work to express to people like yo this junk is just incredible yeah. you know what I'm how can you it not is. be interested in it so it's a right. matter of how do you tailor the message to the people who need the message mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. because because you ask yourself then why if the body is so amazing you know stuff, then why has there been a disconnect as, 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 as in terms of a huge part with our community from these health practices mm-hmm. and part of that you know is is embedded in what you said which is part of that was intentional you know there, it's intentional you know in terms of us not knowing all of the other things you know that the black panthers were involved in, in terms of health that the young right. lords were involved in, right. in terms of health. like that disconnect is is on purpose you know and um you know back to the heroin thing once again in new haven my old my old hood right now um is a big battle right now because they're trying to move a methadone clinic into the neighborhood mm. um, and and you know it's all these it's all a whole bunch of geopolitic ge- uh geopolitical stuff because yeah the people who are being serviced by the clinic ain't from the neighborhood Mm-hmm. And they don't look like the people in the neighborhood, you know. And there was already one at a far corner of the neighborhood that brought a whole bunch of crime there. So it's just like all these different dynamics. It, it's 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 all relevant. Wow. You know, like nothing's yep. kind of isolated from this or that. I'm right now yep. I'm in um Portland. Um, Oregon is the number one state for opioid abuse. The number one state for for uh for um. For meth use, um, one in five people having here have an addiction. Like, like I, I literally have never seen um, as many addicted people, homeless people, um, on the street with mental issues in my entire life. Wow, you know. So, like, when things like this, the things that you're doing in terms of heal thy hustle, you know, is important because people need something that kind of like cuts through all the noise. It mm-hmm. needs to speak to them. If it doesn't, it's the, it's the reason why I became, you know, I changed different parts of my lifestyle at different points of my life because I, you know, I realized it, but there was nothing at the time that spoke to me. And then I, and then I discovered the things that spoke to me and it, it, it became very simple. Yep. You know? Yep. And that's, and that's like, interesting, man. Shout out to Nas with no ideas, original, nothing new under the sun. It's never what you do, but how it's done where human human bodies have been around for millions of years and they're going to be pretty much the same for quite some time. So, you know, just as you mentioned, it, it isn't too much new information that we can, but it's about how we present the information that's going to give them that aha moment, which leads to, you know, changing that behavior, changing that lifestyle or whatever the case. So inside of Healed I Hustle, as you just mentioned, I did my best to, to to demystify, right? Shout out to again, mm-hmm. shout out to the five percent where eliminating all of the mystery surrounding herbs, eliminating the mystery surrounding our bodies and our health. Because I know a lot of people follow, like you say, a lot of the uh the gurus online, they'll tell you that you gotta go to the Honduras jungle and get this plant that only right. grows in the springtime. And it's like that's cool right. and all, because you know, yeah, that plant is good, but what about the people who've not gone to Honduras and they got some cayenne right there in their cabinet that they can exactly. use and some cinnamon in the cabinet, some turmeric, or, you know, you like curry. So, yeah, let's go ahead and utilize all of these different times for snacks and meals as an opportunity mm-hmm. to heal ourselves, not just for the taste that we like spicy food. But we know now that, OK, this is to warm my body up, to keep me warm right. in the wintertime and the summertime. This is good for my digestion. This is good for blood flow or whatever the case. So, oh, you broke up, guy. Yeah, and um, to heal themselves, man, and really just putting the power back into people's hands based upon what they already know, have access to, um, 
and pretty much just in terms and, and levels that they can understand. So, for example, as we talk about cannabis, so on and so forth, where a lot of brothers know, you know, they can freehand and know about what 3.5 grams is or seven grams, 28 grams or whatever the case. Right. So we count in grams mm-hmm. that way. But when we look at the foods and the ingredients in the store, are we counting the grams of sugar in the same manner? If we pick up that Gatorade and see 56 grams of sugar, are we equating that as well to two ounces of sugar in this one bottle? And that's relevant because of the addictive properties of sugar and how closely related it is to cocaine. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we ingesting all of this sugar, don't even know about it. And then, of course, we get addicted, but don't even realize it because sugars and everything. And, and only until we actually try to break the addiction do people truly realize, like, man, I really got a craving for sugar right now. And I don't know what to do other than go get a candy bar. <laughs> right, right. No, that, 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 is, that is real, real talk. When people ask me, I often have the conversation with people in terms of, um, you know, what has been the hardest thing to regulate you know, as I changed my diet several times over the years and they set themselves up or prime themselves to, uh, to think that I'm going to say like bacon or like, you know, meat or something like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, no, I was like the two things that has always been the hardest traditionally for me over my all entire years has been cheese yep. and, and sugar, <laughs> because yep. like you said, sugar is in everything. Yeah, everything that's out there. If you're eating anything processed, sugar's in it. Anything it's, it's processed, a, man. It, it, it's a given. You it's know, ridiculous and too, man. Yeah. It's re- because you know, I'll, I'll ask somebody what's in it, right? Because for myself, eating processed sugar is, you know, it, it just totally messes up my system um, in terms of like eczema and things like that, and different allergic reactions to where I, it took me years to pinpoint that it's actually added sugar. So now. Before I eat something, or I don't even really eat at restaurants like that because, you know, any sauce or the bread or, you know, if it's fake right. meat, it probably got sugar in it. The ketchup got yep. sugar in it, so on and so yep. forth. So I don't really eat out like that. But when I ask people, so what's in that? Is it some sugar in there? They really can't tell me because we're not attuned and accustomed to breaking down our foods like that. I'll ask somebody, is it some cheese in there? Is it some butter? And they like, I don't know what's in here. Because we just so used to eating cheese, butter, and sugar that it's like that's what food is. It's not a additive to food. That's just what food is. So, man, it's right. so it's so interesting, man. It's so interesting. But like that's that's the same thing for me is that I do appreciate a good cheese pizza and macaroni and cheese, but I haven't because my nose would be stopped up for a week if I try to eat right. some cheese. You know what I mean? And I do my best to stay away from sugar because, like you say, the the, the addictive properties, but also for my personal body, it just right. doesn't, it doesn't mesh well. Right, right, right. And then also it's just like a historical, uh, as a, a, as a, uh, a historical footnote, um, when, when processed sugar, refined sugar was heavily first entered into, um, you know, society um, in the West, the, 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 what was interesting from it is that uh, dental health, the the for the moment in time the rich quote unquote or the affluent people were the ones having dental health issues and uh, those people who were genuinely poor working the land up they didn't have these issues like ideally you would think like oh like the way we think the way we are right now the richer you are you have more access to dental health you know your dental health is going to be better than the poor but it was mm-hmm. the opposite back then because of the destructive nature of sugar which once again points to even where we are in terms of dental health nowadays, which uh-huh. is that, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, um, lack of dental health um, access that works against people's dental health. It's more so that everybody's ingesting this damn fucking sugar. Yep. Yep. And, and of, <laughs> of course, not brushing their teeth afterwards, but just leave, you know, you go to sleep eating right. sugar. You wake up in the right. morning eating sugar. You eating sugar for for lunch, and then you'll have a snack intentionally eating sugar. And that's the thing about I talk about a healed out hustle is that, yeah, if you go to a restaurant, you think that if I want something sweet, something sugary, I'll just order dessert. When the bun on that burger's got sugar in it, probably the yeah. burger itself, if it's fake meat, the ketchup, the barbecue right. sauce. Um, right. And it's, you know, so it's, yeah, it's 
it, it's crazy, man. It really is crazy. And just bringing awareness to people for these things is really is really the main thing. And so even going into some of that uh, some of that grocery shopping, and shout out to the information in um, Hood Health around you know how to grocery shop, what to look for. Did my best to bring some of that knowledge to the people as well around. Okay, this is how I go about it. This is how I look for certain foods and certain things. And even um, Stickman's book, Eat Plants, Lift Iron. I definitely right. thought that that was a great work in the space too, man. To really, really give people that idea that I don't have to be this super unhealthy. Because um, I think about shout out to bodybuilders and how they look great, but the average life expectancy of a bodybuilder isn't too long. And when they do get to live long, their bodies and their joints are just so broken down and beaten up to where it's like, yeah, you know, the, that bodybuilding life does have some some opportunities to tweak and, and make it a little bit healthier. But I definitely, shout out to Stick, loved um, the workout album and the Eat Plants, Lift Iron book. Right, 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 right. It it it, it basically just started a whole new wave. You mm-hmm. know, that's pretty much where we were going with Hood Health. We were like, listen, being healthy, being healthy is what it is. You know, um, yep. we have resources around us, you know, and we can use them. And let's just put it more to the front for, forefront because it really, really seemed as like it was a straight op, you know, straight campaign against, you know, um, health against um, the health of original people. And it, yeah. it really has if you if you really want to frame it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has. You know, bodies kidnapped from other countries, you know, kicking people yep. off lands, destroying people's indigenous, you know, yep. food practices, yep. injecting your own food. Like, like it is, it is bi- biological and chemical warfare, yeah. um, you know, sh- you know, straight up. Um, but it's, it, it's important, like I said, like you said, in terms of just like, um, to just give people this, this information. And you know what, as we, I got a segue into this, but I got a, I got a shout out, you know, of course, Angela Rahim. Um, yep. Because um, you know, both of us. This is another way that we connected in terms of um, herbs. You yes. know, and now how did how did that now how did you like realize like yeah, herb is herbal. Being an herbalist and, and working with herbs is something um, in terms of with even within the whole. Um, the whole healthy framework there's so many different areas that you can hyper focus in on how did herbs become to you like yo this right here this is what's calling me man that's a great question um it goes it really goes back to my childhood and i touch on this a little bit in heal that hustle just as the opening to get people to understand and like yeah this is something i've been interested in my whole life so my dad is the landscaper extraordinaire like whatever you want in terms of shrubs grass you know, um, installments, removal, like he's that guy, right? So coming up, right. I did a lot of yard work with my dad. And then, of course, uh-huh. as I get older, I could do unsupervised yard work. So my hands are in the dirt. I'm planting plants. I'm cutting grass. You know what I mean? I'm just outside messing with plants all day. And um, <laughs> and from and from a creative space because it's landscaping. So it's about making it look pretty and look good, so on and so forth. So that's where my plant introduction came into place. I really just loved being outside, playing with the plants. And then my grandfather also in Tuskegee had a farm. So we would go to Tuskegee Ooh. in the summertime. And then of course, you know, he's got the chickens, he's got cows, you know, he's growing corn. Um, and it just enlarged the land, right? And then of course, when I put this all together with the, the Cowboys and Indians TV shows that we used to watch at the time, mm-hmm. I, I always identify as the medicine man like even in Pocahontas he was like my favorite character that I had gravitated towards even more so than the chief you know what I mean like I Uh really appreciated the medicine man um and to be totally honest right fast forward the tape a little bit when the movie How High came out with Method Man and Red Man um Method, Method Man's character of being a botanist and you know, yeah, he smokes weed, but it was like he knows about plants, you know what I'm saying? And he still is smoking because he understands the value of his plants, so on and so forth, right? But I think him, so seeing all of these things and then Method Man making understanding plants cool, knowing plants cool, that kind of played into it as well. And right. then, of course, I didn't really even pursue plants or herbalism. So this, let's say, I'm like maybe 10 years old when that movie came out. 
And then, of course, you know, doing yard work with my dad as a child. Fast forward the tape all the way to 25, you know, 18 years later. That's when I'm like, okay, what what really makes me happy? What really gets my life going? Shout out to being 25 years old, quarter of a century, <laughs> but you start thinking about some things. And I'm like, what right. is it with life that I really want to do? Or like, what, what brings me alive? And, and really the things that I went back to were martial arts because I used to wrestle as as a youth in uh in middle school and just that adrenaline rush of that isometric it's me versus yeah. you it, you know it's yeah. no it's no rush like that right and then right. of course mixing that with, with just my love of plants that I've always had and it was like okay yeah those are the two things that I'm interested in and then kind of just figuring out how to bring all of that together and then just, you know, just plants as medicine. And also my mother, um, she's all like, her, you know, our motto, one of our family mottos really that she instilled was, you know, when you know better, you do better. Or rather, you have the responsibility to do better. Mm. So yes. knowing, knowing about plants and working with plants, it's like, okay, well, um, and just having to wear with all that, yeah, these herbs are come from the earth. It's about plants. I even had done some like other um learning about urban agriculture. Shout out to the Habesha school in Atlanta oh. and the work that they've been doing. Yeah. So, so tapping. So really just like I say, man, it's really my whole life. But I, at 25 was really when I was like, what, what am I really interested in? What gets me excited? Um, what can I really, you know, put my, my life energy towards and feel good about it. Uh, so, right. so that was pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, I, I, I feel you. And it's funny because these, as many times as I have these conversations, it's always taps back into, it's like, there was a family connection. There's a, a there's a, there's a lineage yep. back to that lineage thing yep. in terms of just like, almost just like, yeah, you know, like everything that got you to this point kind of was already in motion. And right. this is part of what I, I go into when I do a lot of these talks and workshops, which is like, you don't have to look that far. You might think you have to look that far, right? but you really don't. Because the same thing kind of happened to me when I got on, you know, the hood health path, kind of defining what it is, what it means for me and stuff like that. Then I was just like, yeah, my mother and father, they both rural folk, you yep. know? Yep. My father was born in a log cabin. My mother grew up literally picking cotton, you know? Um, and a lot of these things, even when I was starting to be formally trained in, in herbalism or, or, or um, farming and stuff like that, um, shout out to Soul Fire Farm, um, I was like, oh, I remember this. Oh, I know this. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, and I was like, yo, how do I know this? And then I realized this, how much a part of my um, my personal family history was entwined with that stuff. And yep. so it became for me just like, okay, just how do you bring this to a new generation that might not, I mean, I kind of um, walked a, a, an interesting line because yeah, I grew up, you know, in the city, but every summer we were in the country, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I was able to bring that, you know what I'm saying? So for me, yep. it was like, okay, how do I bring this information to people who may not have the experience right. of being out in the country that I did, who may not have that same experience, you know, like putting your hands in the dirt. Yep. You know? and, it's, and, and it's just a particular framework, a particular way of life, because you become much more aware of how everything is connected. And so you understand that, okay, after I eat this apple, yes, it's best for me to throw this rhyme back out into the wilderness as opposed to this garbage can because now it's going to feed the soil and provide more nutrients to the soil for me to grow healthier plants next time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, exactly. once you're Im immersed, you become connected and it's hard to break that connection. Once you once you see it, you can't unsee it. No, no, you, you can't. You can't. I always tell people one of the main, one of the, the, uh, Mm, may, not main, but one, 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 a moment that really stands out into my mind in terms of when I was younger that kind of really impacted me was um, out in the country. You know, my particular church is one of those old school churches that I grew up in in terms of turn of last century. They got a lot of farmland and stuff. Um, and one summer we were out there 
you know, just helping clean up and stuff. And I remember they drove us to a landfill. And I always tell people, if you've never up close seen a landfill, you really don't really understand about trash, you know, Mm -hmm. in the States in terms of just like, you know, digging up a hole and just dumping trash into it. And it's just like that impacted me. I was like, oh, this is what environmental racism is. You know? Right, right. Like, yeah. that, that, you know, but like I try to bring some of these experiences that I've had to people in a way that they can digest it. And I feel like, um, well, not even feel like, feels not the actual word, but I know, and, and it's obvious, we're in a period right now where people are very receptive to the message. Yes. Um, yes. And so it's, and it's, it's about taking advantage of, of, of the time also. It that is. It is. And I like going back to your point around um, environmental racism and being from, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. So this Rust Belt City, I know mm-hmm. what pollution in the air and smog looks like. You know, shout out to Lake Erie mm-hmm. and the pollution there. And also <laughs> right. the, uh, where, where people ask around, like, okay, where, like the, like this is just revolutionary in the real way to actually take care of your health because like you say where's the next Zuckerberg or the next you know the black whoever right that they want to put out there like you know our greatest and our brightest are in the hood but there was a young man who's a robotics champion here in the city of Cleveland and I do I speak his name as much as I can in interviews just to keep that memory alive and keep people knowing that this young man was great Henry Griffin um, robotics champion, first one in the city from an inner city school, one of the roughest in the city, and but he passed from asthma. You know what I'm saying? He had an asthma oh, attack. You know what I'm wow. saying? To where it's like he's in a place and he didn't have the the whole inhaler and all that good stuff in the situation to to hold it down. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like yeah. they taking out our greatest and our brightest with just the little under cutting stuff like yeah the police racism like yeah that's the overt stuff right but it's the other little insidious stuff like environmental racism or food deserts or Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying just the um the other things that they remove from our path or place in our path to to keep us keep us you know in in a mindset of destruction right right And, and so like you know many times people just focus on they might just get out of a story like oh well this killed them right mm-hmm. and i'm just like okay yes there's a percentage of people who die from all this but another great point that you brought up is that there's another layer in terms of it makes the it makes our communities dysfunctional on many levels um and not able to reach their full potential because mm-hmm. listen if 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 i if my eating practice my lifestyle and stuff is such that I'm like have brain fog all the time. I physically don't have energy all the time. You know, so what what type of revolution or change? I don't even have the energy for that. Right. You know I'm saying right. I can't right. process. You know that I'm just like maybe yeah. Can I get through the day? You know what I'm saying. And yep. so we don't even have you know that's another level in terms of things are impacting us. Yes, you know you know people are dying left and right but then also people are nowhere near their optimum level of health which right. they in order to transform society right right and and also just the the levels of depression and anxiety and where they are the levels of young people i remember when i was when i was young in the 90s cancer was an old people thing like you know what i'm yes, saying sir. And, and you might get a little kid or something like had cancer every now and then, but it was cancer was an old people thing. It wasn't up. Nobody was in their thirties, twenties. You know what I'm saying? Nope. In chemotherapy, that was unheard of. And right. my, you know, some some people in my family, very close to me, right? I don't want to put their business out in the street. Had their own bouts with cancer at very early ages. One of my cousins, who's like my brother, you know, sleepovers. He passed in his early thirties. You know, my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, she passed when she was 53. My other aunt passed when she was 53. I'm 31. I know that that's young now, right? When I was when I was right. younger, it was like, oh, 53, whatever. But it's like, nah, she still had black hair. You know what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of black hair. You know what I'm saying? So that's real. It, it, yeah, it's just very close to me. And I and I've at this point, 
I've been around the block enough going back to again, right? The five percent um of Allah's nation. Like really just the importance of cause and effect. People in the mystery God have, have really taken people away from the importance of cause and effect, where if I do this, then this is what's gonna happen, right? If I eat McDonald's right. every day, this is what's gonna happen. If I'm not actually focused on the inputs and the outputs. Right. And that's what's disconnecting people um, from a lot of the actions that they have. So, like, that's really right. that's really right. a, another piece of it, man, is that uh, it's, it's that people don't really have that cause and effect. And I, at 31, I've been around a block long enough to see that if you have these particular actions over a certain period of time, this is what's going to happen. You can't escape it. You know what I mean? So that's right. another piece where I think people don't really get that uh, it's going to catch up. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I'm glad that you mentioned also the role in terms of um, just health, in terms of maintaining mental health, in terms of eating practices and stuff like that. Um, because, like you said, like when I grew up, the same thing, you know, like cancer was an old person's disease, heart issues, old people disease. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, this, I, it was unheard of. You know what I'm saying yeah, in terms yeah. of the youth falling to this kind of stuff but then also another byproduct in terms of the times is um the access you know the from everything from the dietary uh non-discipline of, of various people but also in terms of the the ejection of various different types of drugs that's being utilized nowadays when i was growing up certain types of drugs we were like those are white people drugs yep you know what i'm saying yeah do that but now we, we we're at a point where it, it's 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 alarming in terms of the amount of youth um, that I see when I work with that look older than me. That's ridiculous, you know. Like like yeah. burnt out at, at like twenty three due to the lifestyle that they're utilizing right now that has been very very pushed and promoted um, by media right now, mm. and it, it it's the whole you know live fast die young kind of thing, yep. and. Um, they, but then you, you you come to find out that all these these you know people who are taking their lives <clears throat> who die whatever you it always comes back it's like dad they were depressed mm -hmm. that these mental issues for mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and yep like you say resting like DMX you know what I mean to where I think he mm -hmm. for a lot of people was the one where we were able to look at addiction as a dis-ease more so than just, you know, that's his problem. He fucked up. He need to fix that. You know what I'm saying? Because even in our own right. community, that's what disease was thought of for or as for a long time. We didn't really mm -hmm. even see it as a mental condition. So as, as we talk about the omnibus crime bill and, and all of that good stuff in the 90s, it's like, yeah, a lot of us was seeing crack and crack addicts like, yeah, we don't want none of that around here. Get away from here. You know what I'm saying? So um, yes, sir. Us DMX was one of the first, you know, where we could see addiction as something beyond just uh, a behavioral thing and really see it as a, a, a disease with chemical imbalances that can be treated. You know what I mean? And, and really right. had that compassion along the way for that person right. to really and, and to really care about their story. Because I, I used to always think, even as a child, like, you know, the folks outside the corner store, if you go up to them and really rap with them like yeah you will always have some crazy amazing story around some talent or some ability or you know something mm -hmm. and then there was a turning yep. point like these are real people who experience life and it's like you know we shouldn't just be turning them away and, and really just not caring about them man so it, it, like you say this totally off topic but as we start talking about healing your hustle and food and the connection of life and having quality of life and you know the systems that don't want you to have it it's like yeah the food once you start talking food man you can start touching on some of everything you know right so. right and you hit it man you hit it because i have that conversation all the time when there's this contrast made all the time and many times from the black community um in terms of the contrast in terms of how we're dealing with the opioid crisis now yes versus when it was the crack air and i remind people I was like, black people, I mean, white people weren't the only one who was demonizing crack users. Black people demonized crack users because we also, we thought 
many times that this was the way to deal with it, right? Yep. This yep. is how we're going. We, we're going to we're going to partner with the policies of white people, and then we're going to clear up this crack problem. And yep. we lost all compassion for our own relatives. Yep. So it wasn't. It's, so with this open this contrast in the opioid crisis, it wasn't just like oh, white people now are treating you know um, white opioid users with with kid gloves. It's like yeah, that is part of it, but part of it is also is that yeah, you didn't treat your own people with kids. Yep. you didn't. Yeah, time for it, you know. Yep. And, and yep. this is where this is why we are where we are, you know. Yep. In many cases, you know, right now, what point? At what point did you say like, okay, I've been doing all these different studies and 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 stuff. I need I need to put out this book. I think so. If I don't think I've ever shared this in an interview before, and as I've and you know, shout out to Heal Thy Hustle using that King James uh, English in there, and you know, when you yes, smash sir. it up, it's it's healthy hustle, but heal thy hustle, so heal you know, heal your own hustle. Ah, but nice. that's the, I guess that's my that's my Christian background. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I came up in church, but I even talk about some of that in Heal Thy Hustle. Um, but I think I think so. Going back to there was a, a prophet that came to the church and he, you know, my mother's like, get in line. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I got to get in line and let him, you know, tell me about myself. Right. So I get in line <laughs> and he, he puts his hands on me and he say, you're going to graduate college and you're going to understand things that are difficult to other people. Right. And then he mm-hmm. was, you know, he was just like, then he, you know, shook my head and, you know, threw me away. Right. And that stuck right. with me. Um, because right with my background and and my parents live, okay, once you know better, you do better, but it's like, okay, a it's on whatever I understand it's on me to teach people, right. And break it down to them in ways that they can understand it. So that's, that's their teacher element within me already to where whatever I get, even if it's at the minimum level, I feel it's my responsibility to share it with other people. And that's really what a lot of my work and the things that I've done comes from is just the responsibility of, that sociology as well as that background of like okay having this you know this echoing in my ear of like yeah okay you're gonna understand things that are difficult to other people so i have a responsibility to teach people and then the second thing is what is it on me what are the so-called difficult things that i should be studying what really matters for me to be sharing with other people and that's how the finance came in there because i know a lot of people you know, I'll be watching CNBC or something like that. And some people, you know, they be like, man, I don't understand that. And it's like, yes, you do. You just, they put it in such a way that, you know, they don't want the layman to understand what's, what's taking right. place here. You know, like you understand math, you know, buy low and sell high, right? Like this, it ain't nothing, you know, I've seen you flip whatever the case is. Right. So, right. That, that, right. So, so finance, of course. And then as we start talking about health, right. Cause going into back into that knowledge itself thing of, knowing the organs in your body do you know how your body works you know what i'm saying some things that right like everybody knows some people can drink light some people can drink dark some people can't drink at all but you know right. it's good to know what works for you what works best for you and so it's not a one size fits all but inside heal that hustle i did my best to do just five basic health practices that you can incorporate that will essentially increase your quality of life and that's really what the main thing was of me. It's built for people who are on that go lifestyle um, and just having very simple, basic, broken down. If you're doing this, if you're, your lifestyle is probably like this. So why mm. not incorporate this at this particular time? And this is how mm. you do it. So trying to so pretty much doing my best to make it a guide. So, for example, right. one of the things that I encourage people to do is eat the salad for breakfast eat the greens mm. first thing in a day because you know as an entrepreneur you might be in the street taking lunch meetings you might be on the grind working you look up at seven o'clock you know and what you ate right. bacon and eggs and that's all you ate all day like nah at least mm-hmm. eat the salad first and so if you look right. up and it's seven eight o'clock and you want to go get a steak or whatever the case is at least you had that salad and some fruit first thing in a day so get that out the way and so that you know very basic stuff like that you know drinking your water even Mm -hmm. really one of the things that a lot of people don't do is in our modern time is take baths we don't slow down to actually submerge ourselves into some water you know what i'm saying and going back to that original man 
the original man was, you know, we was by the rivers and the lakes. So we was able to dip into the water. You know what I'm saying? Right. Versus just right. letting some water wash over us. And now we're calling ourselves clean. So really soaking wow. in yes. water is important. That And that's one of the things I talk about here that I hustle and, you know what I'm saying, just how to do it. That's that that that's that's a key one, yo. Like like you said, like there's so many in terms of diaspora um traditions related to submersing yourself in water. You yep. know what I'm saying? Whether whether, yep. whether you're talking a, a hoodoo tradition or whether you're talking a Christian tradition, they're mm-hmm. all still in original practices, but I never even thought of it like that. But you're actually that's right and exact, yo. You know, and, and the whole like slowing down time is something that all of us need to do you know right now right yep exactly you know hyper focused and it's hyper focused on 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 things and stuff time in terms of as a commodity um because you know it's currency right Mm. so like like how can we control that particular currency and so it speeds everything up and that has to do with a whole bunch of other things in terms of just like how Western society is pretty much, you know, linear time based versus a cyclical time base. If you focus on a cyclical time base, then you pretty much can you pretty much can learn certain things like patience and and just you know knowing what to do when you're supposed to do it in terms of the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. You on that if you're on that linear clock, you're like, yo, if I don't do it right now, I'm not going to get a chance to do it. Right. You know? Um. But how has how has the reception been? Um. Like. In, in this these days and times uh for Hill Thy Hustle. Cause I always, you know, always want to reiterate like we're in we're in a transfer we're in a, a major transformation time. Right. You know, right. We are where people want to get back to what yep. they came from. But yep. that stuff is already gone. They they want to reset back to it. I'm like, yeah, no, that stuff's not coming back ever because um it was already falling apart. Um we're yes. we're, we're entering into a new phase. Um, and, and redesigning and stuff. Um, so how has, you know, um, how's reception for the book been in, in terms of um, in, uh, in connection with the time that we're in right now? Man, the reception has been great. It's been, it's been amazing. People have been giving me feedback. I've, I've actively been seeking feedback because for anybody who purchases a copy of Heal Thy Hustle at healergang.com, you're going to receive an email that you know allows you to of course speak with me directly but also provide feedback on the book itself um and i'm i'm actively looking for that so anybody who mm. gets uh, a copy definitely can stay in tune with me but um the, the, just the digital copy has been available so far so mm-hmm. we're really about to come out with the actual physical hard copy of the book That's and up. it's the people are uh saying it's inspiring them to change and they're you know ex- they were excited about it reading it you know, it's some jewels in it and just nuggets where I do my best to keep it short and sweet. But I also break down some of the philosophy behind why these things are so important just to illustrate them in a different way of getting people to think about. Yes, we are electric beings sending signals from our you know, brain to the rest of our body and from our heart to the rest of our body. So to keep those things flowing nice, you know, keep electric electrical currents flowing use water one of the greater conductions you know uh, conductors of electricity right so it's important to keep that water in there not just for you know passing your food and your fluid but also for any thinking (laughs) that you've you know undertaken it's important to do that where a lot of people i i can already tell i I can tell really easily when i'm when i haven't been drinking enough water because my thoughts aren't as crisp and really they're not as positive and that's really a lot of people, you know, I'm the guy, I'm the guy that homies call when, you know, at five in the morning when they ain't really, you know, moms just pass and it's like, you know, right. I'm, I'm the one that people call, right. I'm the, I'm the, the medicine man in my village essentially. So it's like, okay, first thing, drink some water. Cause yeah, for you to have positive thoughts and really put these things together, we gonna, we gonna need some of that fuel in there to make that happen. And just the importance of water, man, uh, all, like you right. say, submerging yourself in it, but also, putting yourself you know putting it into yourself so yeah just just basic stuff um on there and so the the reception has been good the reception has been great i'm looking forward to coming out with the physical copy to even Mm -hmm. um to spread it out and i'm also getting feedback you know based upon what's inside the digital copy so the physical copy i'm thinking may have 
some additional components, um, you know, maybe a journal component where folks can write down, take reflections, some notes, some things like that. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to add some more pictures to the, the physical copy for sure. Right, right. So, right, right. so yeah, it's a... Yeah. Uh, it's coming soon. So yeah, man, it's it's been great. It's been great. I'm yeah, I'm excited yeah. about it. It's my first time. This is my first book too. It's my very first wow. book. And wow. and again, shout out to Dr. Uh Dr. Rahim, Angela Rahim, the herbalist, horticulturalist, yogi, mom, uh wife yes. extraordinaire, right? Um right. <laughs> she she I was able to take a lot of the work that I had done through her class and mm-hmm. you know, polish it up and you know, put it inside of the book itself. So you know, right, I mean, she right, was right. definitely a part of this process. And she also was able to provide the foreword for the book. So that's what's that was, up. Yeah. Yeah, man. I got to I got to yeah. have I got to have her on soon. Like yeah. soon as it mean, like, like you, I'm probably going to hit her up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's about that time. Yeah. Yeah. It's about that time. You know, um, it's it's great to hear that because I feel like when um, we first were did the hood health handbook um that the landscape just did it wasn't there in terms of it wasn't overly supported with books like that um and that you know the health books that were out at the time you know not the not the shit on anybody else's book or anything like that but a lot of them spoke above the people's heads mm-hmm. and um i feel like now we're in a great point and I feel like we went through another little dark kind of ages, like after the Hood Health Handbook. Um, like there was a little period where all these uh, these so-called influencers and stuff came into being who like saw that they could make a quick buck off of saying certain healing things. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we and, got the sea boss on deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you know, like, come on, man, stop, stop, I'm done. So, like, at this point now, uh, I feel like we're at the point now with the, the time that we spent in this pandemic, everything where the real, you know, the cream is rising to the top right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, yep. And that people are really, really becoming more in tune or sensitive to like, oh, now this person's full of for the pork shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this person isn't, you know what I'm saying? And so that's why I'm, I'm always happy when I see stuff that comes out that's in tune with like those values and stuff that I really, really see that we need as, as a society, as a collective, as a community, you know, um, and definitely your book is definitely, you know, in there now, you know. I appreciate that, man. I'm honored to be amongst, like you say, like to be a part of that lineage, to get the full blown christening that, you know, the knighting here on the, on the call that, yeah, like I'm yes, a part sir. of that that hood health lineage, which is a part of the Dick yeah. Gregory lineage, which came from the black woman in Chicago, you know what I'm saying? And now yeah. I'm about to go do my research on her to figure out yeah. who who gave it to her, where she get it from, you know, shout out to Mississippi or, or wherever she came from. Exactly, exactly that. And see, that's a whole part of it too. And and that's the excitement for me, you know, like just to hear you say that, I'm like, yo, when you find out something, let me know. Cause like, <laughs> like that, that, that junk is, is, is exciting to me because it, it reminds me when we set out to do this, that this is not something that this is not an ego thing. This is not, you know, like, okay, we came up with all these concepts. And stuff. This is really just like dealing back at the ancestry and just, it's, it's a, it's a re it's an affirmation in terms of just like, yo, y'all didn't do your job. You were supposed to kill all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like even in the midst of all this, this stuff still got passed down, and I still got it. You, you right. guys lost. You know, right. you fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like that, yep. that, that kind of stuff gives me like energy. Whenever I'm finding like Africanisms in the United States or different things and connect different connections and stuff, I was like, even in the midst of a, a, a worldwide catastrophe, which was you know chattel slavery and everything. We still have this stuff. And that to me is what, you know, gives me like extra fuel. It's like, oh yeah, no, I got to rep. I got to rep hard, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They're like, and, and again, man, um, the coming, even also in the, the, the lineage of the Matulu Shakurs of the world who really have put in that work, put in that time. And, you know, the, the most revolutionary work, man, really is, caring about the people's bodies and really coming down to that individual level and working with the people themselves. Right. So that's, um, 
you know, I'm I'm honored to be in those lines as well, man. So right, right, yeah. right, right. Well, you know, let the Leo, you know, I I I I appreciate you taking your time. Like I said once again to come on here and 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 throw gems at people and drop them some jewels and stuff. I hope people were really fast enough to catch them and everything. Um, <laughs> before we go, when I put this up, I'll definitely let you know and I'll definitely put up all the tags and stuff. But let people know um, exactly where they can get your book and where they can find out uh, more about all the work that you do. Okay, I am on all social media platforms as Ross Asan, R-A-S-A-S-A-N. And you can purchase a copy of Healer, excuse me, of Heal Thy Hustle at healergang.com, H-E-A-L-E-R-G-A-N-G.com. Um, and you can get a, get a copy directly from there. And again, I'm on all social medias as Ross Hassan, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, as well as LinkedIn. So reach out. Yes, sir. Yo, once again, thank you. Thank you. Um, for coming you. through, uh, you know, and and I'm I'm excited to drop this episode. So when y'all hear, you know, when this episode dropping, you say that I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Peace right. God, appreciate Peace. you. I'll be with you soon, man, and, and thank you once again. Indeed, I'm thank you. Peace. Right, peace. Yo, light is crazy shit, yo. Light is crazy shit. <laughs>